from Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, filling in for host Tyson Sainer, here is Suckatash executive producer... Mark, Mark Hershon. Yes. Mark Hershon. All right, that's enough, guys. Please uh, pipe down now. I, these voices are driving me crazy. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Once again, it is I, substitute host, executive producer, and ripstop nylon tenting material Mark Hershon, filling the host chair for proud Papa Tyson Saner. Tyson and his wife Laura, along with young master Jareth Saner, are doing great. Thanks for asking. With any luck at all, Tyson is figuring out the parent game at least in the early going, because it's sort of a puzzle that nobody really ever gets a handle on. But he should be back succotashing it in no time. Until then, in the meantime, you got me, the OG host of this audio hayride, and I have got a bushel basket of grand succotash clips to toss into your ears very soon. They include day drinking with Gary and Elliot, Dylan Brody's neighbor's couch revisited. I shake my head. Inside of You, Rough Giraffe, and the Ron Burgundy Podcast. The story behind Succotash, if you didn't know, is that I started this little show back in 2011 as a way to showcase comedy soundcasts because, at the time, believe it or not, the medium of podcasting was floundering. People were having trouble finding them or knowing how to listen to them, and a lot of what was available was somewhat sketchy in terms of both content and quality. Well, since then... It's clear that soundcasting has found its footing, and now we've got hundreds of thousands, literally hundreds of thousands of shows. Now, I like to think that Succotash has something to do with the medium surviving and paddling to the shore, emerging, standing up on its own two feet, and evolving into the awesome force it is today. I know that's not true, but I still like to think we had a little tiny piece of what made this happen. Nonetheless, I encourage you to take in today's clips. And if you're liking one or more of the shows we're sampling, go ahead, check out an entire episode. Most of what we're featuring today can usually be found on outlets like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, the Laughable app, and a bunch of other distribution points all over the web. You can simply Google the Soundcast title or, to make it a little easier, hop on over to our home site right over here. Yeah, come on, SuckatashShow.com. You'll find the title in this episode's blog post for each of the clips with clickable links. We're doing it all for you. And we are entirely listener-supported, by the way. We have a couple of sponsors, but they're, they're phony. Don't Listen to them, enjoy them, but they pay us nothing. So if you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more, please visit us at SuckatashShow.com, click on our Donate button, click on the amazon banner at the top of the page so if you buy something at amazon through our banner we get a little kickback or even buy yourself something at the succotashery a hat a mug some other fine piece of merch so leave that entirely up to you today's show is brought to you by the way by henderson's new parka pants and by trumppoetry.com all right without further ado let us begin first up is a new offering an original production from funny or die in conjunction with iHeartRadio the Ron Burgundy Podcast, and it's amazing. With Will Ferrell reprising his title as the clueless main character from the Anchorman movies, now in soundcast host form. 
I recently reviewed the episode that this clip is from for This Week in Comedy Podcasts on Vulture.com. It's the premiere episode that dropped a few weeks ago, entitled True Crime. It seems Ron is just getting the hang of what the heck a podcast is all about, as you'll hear, so I thought it would be fun to hear the very start of the show to give you the flavor of what's going on, starting with a live commercial read. My name is Ron Burgundy, and lately I've been using a new app called FAIR. That's F-A-I-R, FAIR. It's a great new way to get a car without a bunch of hassle. I give it 9 out of 10 stars. I take away one star because I wanted a 1974 Mercury Cougar, and apparently they deal mainly in recent model cars, which is a real shame, because the 74 Mercury Cougar comes with a standard V8 engine, high styling inside and out with Landau, roof, and a... uh, Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Anyway, don't buy a car. Fare a car. Hey, it's a verb. Check one. One, two, check. One, one, two, check. 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 Is this on? Tell me. Tell me when we are, uh... We're rolling. And we will go ahead and start. Uh, microphone check. One, two, one, two, two. Micronesia, Micronesia, Philodendrum, Philodendrum. One, two, one, two, one, two. How are the levels? Are we getting good levels? Just just tell me when we're ready, okay? Tell me. Mmm, that's a good apple. Ah. Hey, I think, I think Nothing like an apple and coffee. Right. Just tell me when we're rolling. I think we're going. We are? Okay, why didn't anyone say anything? Hmm? Just tell me when we're rolling. Okay, I think we're going. We, we were rolling. Since yeah. when? This whole time? Yeah. Oh, crap. Come on, Nick. She's Louise. <sighs> okay, so we're rolling. Thumbs up from Nick? Rolling. Okay. <clears throat> I gotta choke down this apple. <clears throat> Hello, friends. This is Ron Burgundy. And this is the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Cue music. I said cue music. We don't. We don't, we don't have music? Okay, we need to work on that. Once again, this is Ron Burgundy, and you are listening to the Ron Burgundy Podcast. This is our initial launch into the podcast space, and I I want to welcome you, the listener, to this journey we are about to take together. A journey that I think you will find fascinating, I hope informative, and at times terrifying. I know that right now I'm a little terrified because I don't know what a podcast is. When the men in the gray suits approached me about recording my voice for a series of discussions, musings, interviews, etc., my curiosity was piqued. So I asked, is this played out on the radio? They said no. Then I thought, well, okay, well, we'll just record it on a bunch of cassette tapes and mail them out and hope that we get the money back. Sort of an honor system? 
The men in the gray suits all laughed and said, Ron, this is why you're a genius. And I said, well, I'll never correct you on that statement. Again, shrieks of laughter. This meeting was going well, and I wasn't about to admit that I still didn't have the faintest idea of what a podcast was. I'll be honest, it had been a while since I'd had a meeting like this, where people were interested in what I had to say, and I thought it was entertaining. It felt good. How did they find out where I lived? Can it, Ron? Don't ruin the good vibes, I thought to myself. The men in the gray suits said I would have complete and utter journalistic control over all of my podcasts, and with that, they left. And here we are. Just you and me and a whole buttload of time to discuss anything, and I mean anything. By the way, I did look up the meaning of podcasts. It is a digital audio file made available on the Internet for downloading to a computer or mobile device, typically available as a series, new installments of which can be received by subscribers automatically. The Ron Burgundy Podcast drops on Thursdays, and in addition to its home at iHeartRadio, you can also catch every episode of Succotash, by the way, on iHeartRadio. The show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, etc., etc. Now I want to welcome back old friend and soundcaster Darren Staley to the Pod Waves. Darren and I started our shows off roughly around the same time. I not only featured a few clips from his show, but also used to give him crap because of the audio quality of some of his early installments. His show was hilariously called Dylan Brody's Neighbor's Couch, a tribute to comedian Dylan Brody, who sort of started the whole ball rolling. It was dreamed up from an interaction on Twitter that Darren had with Dylan. Now you're about to hear how that happened in this clip that Darren uploaded to us this past week from his new soundcast entitled Dylan Brody's Neighbor's Couch Revisited. You tweeted, like a day or two later, you tweeted, I'm going to California. Uh, Dylan Brody says I can sleep on his neighbor's couch. And my first response was, oh, crap, I have a stalker. <laughs> and then I realized that it was a joke, that inviting someone to stay on my neighbor's couch was kind of hilarious. <laughs> so I responded appropriately. If he didn't want me inviting people to stay on it, he shouldn't have left it out on the sidewalk where anyone can get to it. And then you said, publicly, I believe, I think there's a podcast in this idea. And then yeah. privately, you sent to me, do you think I'm right? Is there a podcast in this? And I said, I have no idea what you're thinking of. And then you sent me a page and a half email, because apparently a page and a half is the length <laughs> at which you work. Yes, that's you my number. Me, I can't do nothing more, nothing less. You sent me a page and a half long email explaining <laughs> what a podcast is. And I said, no, I know what a podcast <laughs> is. I don't understand what you think is an idea for a podcast in a, this Twitter exchange that we had. And then you sent me a page and a half of <laughs> that was essentially a project proposal. And as I understood the project proposal, it was that you would run a podcast that you would do by phone, but the premise of which was 
that you had come to California to stay on my neighbor's couch only to find out that it was on the sidewalk. That as far as anyone else was concerned, I was somehow doing you a huge favor. You were the only one who was aware that you had become homeless. Mm -hmm. And guests would come to visit me at my home, and you would waylay them to your couch and interview them. And I didn't fully grasp how that premise would play out in audio form, but I knew that you had an idea, and I'm a big fan of people having ideas. It's delightful to have Darren back with us in Soundcast Land, and you can find The Couch on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other places, too. Just like Darren did, if you're a comedy soundcaster and would like us to feature a short clip from your show, you can upload an MP3 clip right to us at Hightail.com slash U, that's lowercase letter U, slash Succotash. And we will get that clip and put it up on our show. Next up is a clip from the I Shake My Head soundcast featuring Lisa Gibson and Samantha Sperling, which is described on their Podbean homepage as... I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam follows the friendship of two funny women in their late 40s who find themselves having some of their best conversations in the car. They have opinions and love to laugh while bantering about everything life throws at them. All we want is for you to forget about your life, laugh at ours, and let our humor be the least stressful part of your week. All right, in this clip, their chat sesh ranges from puffy coats to static guard. <laughs> what I need is to never see myself in a puffy coat again. Hence why you're not in a puffy coat today. Well, it's, cold. it's not cold today. So if it was minus 40 today, you would not be taking a picture of me oh. with me in my puffy coat. So now I have now officially have puffy coat problems. Really? I have puffy coat problems. But Samantha, here's the thing. Don't you know take what? this the wrong way. You're puffy. I know that. So you're but in I a puffy coat. But I don't need coat. to look puffier. But okay. <laughs> I am doing it good all by myself. <laughs> I don't need a piece of clothing to help me out. But I do you, not need a piece of clothing. But it keeps and you shut warm. up because you are barely like you're swimming in the coat that you own. But I swimming. I know in it's, the coat that you own. It's too bad. So you too and HHG, you don't know my problems. I you know do not know problems. my sorrow. <laughs> no, you don't. HHG half the time doesn't even wear a freaking coat. Well, this is true. Right? Smart girl. Yeah. Because she never looks puffy. Well, no, she doesn't look puffy. She's not puffy. She's not puffy. She's not puffy. She's sweaty. She's sweaty. Different. But not puffy. <laughs> not puffy. Different. What would you rather be? Sweaty or puffy? I think I'd rather sweaty. be puffy. Really? Because I'm not a fan of sweaty. <laughs> You're not a fan. You don't want to be sweaty and puffy. No. Right? Because that would be that would be hell. That's So too now much. I'm officially in hell. You are in hell. Because I am now in, I'm puffy, and I'm sweaty. Yes, that is hell. Hey? Like, that would be hell. That's like menopause hell. For plus size women. We're going there. I'm, 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 I'm on the other side of it. No, they you're not. Me. Yes, that's what they told me. I had the blood test done. Shut up. Yes. Fuck, I hate you right uh, But now. I had my, watch your language. I, I was menopausal, remember, way before you cool kids were. Right? I've been dealing with it for a while. You're officially out of it. I'm more out of it than in it. Really? Yes. yes. I want a new test. Right. Could I still have a baby? Why would I want to take the chance? Ew. I don't know. Ew. I'm just saying, right? Ew. I don't know. Okay. Are you over your puffy coat rage? Yes, I'm fine now. You know what? Here's the thing, Smith. And maybe this is the problem. I haven't said this to you for so long. You're so pretty. No, I'm not. Even my hair is a little too puffy. Mm. Well, because you're kind of growing a big and curly. <laughs> right? Like Lonnie Anderson or something like that. Hey? 
Farrah Fawcett, you ate. <laughs> right? But it is getting a little bit big. It's getting big. Yeah. Is yeah. that? Are you going for a big leap? I don't know. I'm not sure. Right? Jolene. 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 Are you going for like a Dolly Priest no. mid 70s? Oh, you know what? Dolly, she's cool though. She's cool, but she's cool lady. I don't know if anybody ever says, "I wish I had her hair." <laughs> I don't think back in the eighties. I don't think people ever say that, right? Stumbling. I don't have that kitchen, kind of big hair. But it's closing oh, in on no, that. It's not. Static card. Do you use it? Yes. Hey, it's so disgusting though. You choke why, on the smell. Why? And like, I, like it's and banned from our house. And why are you choking house. on the smell? It's banned in our house, right? Like, I, How do I, you ban static card? Because I have to use static card when Mike goes to work, and then I static card. So by the time he comes home, there's no static guard smell. Do you know why? Oh and he's God. not a controlling dude whatsoever. Do you know why? Because he's convinced I'm killing him with it. <laughs> right? Because anything that smells like that and makes you choke. It's got to be bad for it's gotta you. It's got to be bad for you. And, he, bad. and he doesn't want it around. And I'm like, okay. Are you really killing him with static guard? Well, I'm not trying to. Or am I? Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Um, no, I'm it not trying to. It is very possible. But, but why can't they make, if they can make a bathroom air freshener that smells decent, why can't they change the smell St- of the static guard? Like make it like cinnamon. Or like, ooh, no. No, I... No, because then your clothes would smell like cinnamon. Oh, that's why it doesn't smell. Because you're you're spraying it on your clothes. So you, unless you're... You want your... Well, but then they can spray with make, maybe a Febreze smell? Maybe... Well, I don't know. I don't like the smell of Febreze. I don't like the smell of Static Guard. But, but what did we do before Static Guard? The I Shake My Head Soundcast's home site seems to be their Podbean location, which you can access via our SuckatashShow.com blog page. Just click on the title of their show to get there. Or check them out at any of the usual Soundcast distribution points on the World Wide Web. If you've been freezing your butt off this winter, hope has arrived in the form of Henderson's Parka Pants. Just listen. Hello, friend. Bill Haywatt here with some excellent news for those of you caught in wintry climes this season. Henderson's Pants is proud to introduce their new... Parker Pants. For years, people have been protecting their upper bodies with warm, puffy goodness, while their lower extremities had to make do with soggy jeans and steamy, sodden, thermal underwear. Uh, No more. Now, when it's time to go out into the frozen tundra that used to be your front yard, just toss on a pair of Henderson's Parker Pants with nothing more than briefs, boxers or panties underneath. You're ready to shovel that driveway or make snow angels, keeping toasty warm all the while. Even if it's warm where you live, but you work in a freezing cold office, parka pants are perfect. That's because unlike your typical ski jacket, parka pants feature stylish outer material, ranging from combed cotton and linen to silk and polyester blends, so you can mix and match to go with your sport coats, suit jackets, or blouse. Originally designed for Admiral Perry, Sir Edmund Hillary, and Tenzig Norgay, Henderson's parka pants are just what you need when you're looking to put some heat in your seat. That's Henderson's, makers of fine pants since 1909, and now back to Succotash. Another soundcast I did a review of recently on Vulture.com, you can grab the link from our SuccotashShow.com blog site, is Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. You might remember him as Lex Luthor from the Smallville TV series. 
You likely also know his recent guest, Chris Sullivan, from his recent appearances as Toby on NBC's This Is Us. Or maybe as Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Either way, or if you don't know him at all, the insightful, funny chat with Rosenbaum that our clip comes from will introduce him to you in ways you're not likely to find anywhere else. You said... I, I don't know if I really like myself now or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. And that struck me. When you say something like, I can't just let that slide. No, no. That. Because I, I've, I've suffered with that. I think Rob suffers with that. Jennifer Love Hewitt was on the show. She yeah. talks about that. I think everybody I talk to in some way, I mean, the goal is you want to like yourself. You want right. to love yourself. When people say, you can't love another until you love yourself, that Correct. scares me. Correct. So what is it about you? I see a guy who's happily married. I see a guy who has a huge career. I see a guy who's handsome, who's a uh, former great tennis player, who had wonder has wonderful legs, uh, plump-sized balls, egg-shaped. But like, what is it about you that you just go, <sighs> Listen, basic core beliefs, right? These basic core beliefs that we all have, however they get in there, it could be the smallest thing, it could be the largest thing. We all have something. We all have this inner critic that says you're not good enough, that says you're you're not lovable, you're incapable of loving others, you're worthless. Like, even, even if it's on a very small level, and I'm not saying I don't like myself, I do, especially today. I do a lot of work on myself. Tell me. Um, but those feelings still come up. My wife and I were reading this article um, so the the it was about it was about the the seven deadly sins, mm -hmm. and it was about Can how you name them all real quick. Uh, sloth, sloth, envy, pride, uh, greed, greed, lust, uh, gluttony, 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 and wrath. Wrath, come wrath. Don't look in the box. <laughs> Don't open the box. Oh, come on, do it. Come on, do it. Become wrath. Do it. What's no, in the God box? Damn it. Open the box. Don't open the box. John Doe's got the upper hand. John Doe's got the upper hand. Open the box. Become wrath. Do it. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I don't even you, know. You switched through a bunch of those characters. Was, was a little nice. spacey and no, a little bit. You yeah. were doing the pit and I was doing yeah. the Freeman. Yeah, right, you got yeah. a little Freeman in there. Okay, sorry. Um, originally, there was, a, there was an eighth one that got rolled up into, into, uh, into um, sloth called acedia. Acedia? And acedia is this feeling that the desert monks who had come up with this idea originally believed was the worst of all of them and it was the noonday demon and it was this demon that gets inside you that says you're not good enough that says the world is a terrible place it's essentially this this kind of rust on the bottom of a car that that if you don't take care of it it slowly spreads and it takes 15 20 30 years for the bottom to fall out of this car it is frequently uh um mislabeled as depression but it's this feeling of 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 worthlessness and that the world is a terrible place that eats away at me or at, at, at a lot at a lot of people but it's i believe that all of these years when i thought oh maybe i'm depressed maybe i need this maybe i need this is is, is this idea of it's, it's just negative self-talk it's negative self-thinking it's low self-esteem it's um it's a it's a lot of things rolled up into one, but it seems to be like it was too complicated an idea that it was like ah laziness. We'll just call it laziness. We'll call it sloth. Um, mm. And that type of thinking is something that you have to actively 
fight against because we all have it inside us. That you look around at, at, at everything that's happening in the world. If, if you look around long enough and you're not depressed by what you see, I don't know anyone who, especially now, is, is, is able to kind of process everything that's happening in the world without ending up a little down. Acedia. Acedia. Tell me about how you, uh, how you deal with it, how every day. It sounds to me like it's part of like cognitive behavioral theory, uh, therapy. Yeah. You know, well, thinking, of, thinking positively, changing the way you think, correct? Yeah, therapy, uh, it's, it's uh, living in conscious gratitude, writing it down, sharing it with others. Rob, will you write this wife. down, seriously? Um, I'm not going to listen to this because I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm doing it right now. Well, write that down because I want to do that. I, I, I um, writing down, writing down positive things like I am grateful I have a new puppy, Blanche. You know what we could do every day, and I do it with a couple of my friends. We have a couple. My wife and I have different text threads going. We today I am grateful for dot 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 three things. You and I could do that. And we could do it every day. It doesn't have to be a big conversation. Gosh. It could be three things that we just send to each other. And when, when it's written down and when it's shared with someone else, it becomes this tangible thing in our, in our lives that we can use throughout the day to remember to, to kind of get outside of ourselves. There have been some tasty chats on Inside of You. We should get Mr. Rosenbaum on this show. I bet he'd be a hoot. You can check him out on his home site at insideofyoupodcast.com or through any of the usual fine soundcast rest stops along the information superhighway. Now, there are two reasons I included the host names with the title of their show Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot on this show. Well, three reasons, really. First is, that's how it officially appears in Apple Podcasts. Second is that there are several soundcasts that appear under the title Day Drinking. Third is that one of the two hosts, Gary Anthony Williams, is actually a buddy of mine. We've done improv together, both in Los Angeles and in San Francisco. The other guy, Elliot Blake, is unknown to me personally, but any friend of GAW is a friend of mine. Plus, he knows his way around mixing a drink. We occasionally run out our Boozin' with Bill segment on this show, where our announcer Bill Haywatt mixes up a dangerous libation in the Studio P wet bar, so this show really appeals to me. Anyway... Gary and Elliot whip up a special cocktail for every episode of Day Drinking, serve it to their guests, and feature the recipe on their show and website. Recently, their featured guest, Tara Strong, voice talent extraordinaire, you know her from Powerpuff Girls, Twilight Sparkle, Harley Quinn, Batgirl, and so many more. She desired a Moscow mule. Well, the boys didn't have any copper tankards, so Elliot whipped up a little something called a ping sling which seems to wet her whistle just fine. And soon the voices were just pouring out of her. You know what? That's good. I, I take it back. You don't need the copper mug. This is a beautiful drink. Oh, this thank is you really very much. Yeah, this is a good job. Thank you. I, and I can mm. taste that it's a mix between a mule and a, and a mojito. Mm -hmm. And a mojito. Yummy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Yum. Nothing is wrong with Can you with make 12 of them right now? Thanks. <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was saying that I don't remember voices, but you do because, as you said, they're people living in Correct. your head. Mm -hmm. The two characters that you just mentioned, it was Batgirl. Mm -hmm. Give me give me some Batgirls. She's literally the only voice I do that's like my own voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you found that one that I can, I can just talk like me and not even worry about it. And what was <laughs> the other voice you just said? Bubbles. But, uh, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Before I ever met you, knew your name, whatever, and I still have little figure. You can see I keep some little figurines of stuff. 
I was a freak for freak for that cartoon. A 100% freak. And then when I met you and the other Powerpuff Girls, it was like a whole different level of admiration for people. The same way as when I met Maurice LaMarche. And it was like, the brain! Because I'm already an adult when that comes out. And I was already a professional actor. So to see someone who voiced something that I admired so much in my industry. Like it's got you gotta do a lot for me to go, man, I really like that dude. If you can if I can do what you can do, then you know, whatever. But with somebody who can do way more than I can do, like you, that's incredible to me. Bubble me, will you? <laughs> will you bubble, bubble me up? Me. Can you bubble me up? Gary, guess what? I'm just as tough as Blossom and Buttercup. I'm hardcore. Oh, come on. <laughs> to date, is that your favey? No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What is it? I'm going to guess. I'm okay. going to guess. Is it one of your voices in one of those Batman series? No. Dang it. Elliot, you have a guess? Uh, Toot from Drawn to Oh, Good guess, no. Okay. Well, he only guessed it because he worked on Drawn. He's did. also works in animation production. What did you do on Drawn Together? Uh, I was the design coordinator on that show at at the at Rough Draft, the animation studio, uh-huh. and uh, and then I also uh, had a story credit on uh, ca- the Captain Heroes Marriage Pact. Episode. Oh, nice! So. That show is so much fun, yeah. and I was doing it at the same time as Rugrats. So I'm in the booth being a little baby, and then I'm <laughs> in the booth swearing and making out with Cree. And like I remember one time, my mother-in-law was in town, and I took her to took her with me for the day, and we went to Rugrats. And I'm like, just so you know, because the next was a table read. Yeah. I'm like, this is not Rugrats. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, not, that, like that, to get in the booth yeah. and say fucking shit after doing kid shows yeah. all day oh, was yeah. like the greatest ever. Okay, yeah, so I made a horrible guess. Rugrats as possible. You yeah, didn't make a horrible is. guess. I get to ask this at every single con. Well, I want And because I've been so lucky, yeah. you're such iconic characters. Like, how do yeah. you choose? How do you say, oh, was it Harley? Was it Timmy Turner? Said, I figured it was going to be Harley. It's not. I was. I said I was wrong. Let me just preface this by saying every single one was so fun. Like yeah. I have amazing memories and build families in these studios, and I couldn't say like that was more fun. It's like choosing your favorite kid. Yeah. And they're. But by by the way, it's pretty easy to choose your favorite. Yeah. Kid. Don't tell anybody. How many kids do you have? Two. One of them's your favorite, uh, yeah. and we know which one. We know. I'm not gonna say the boy. But I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never guess. Okay, so my very favorite was the Little Mermaid two. Cause I don't know what little girl didn't want to be the Little Mermaid. Literally, yeah. I'm just packing up my house right now, and my bedroom in my in my house still has the poster from the original movie. Wow. And I used to like run around impersonating her, so it was like a huge dream come true to play oh. her daughter. And I met her, Jody Benson in the studio, and I burst into tears when I shook her hand. She's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, I've just loved you for so long. Like I just I could have died the next wow. day. Like to wow. sing with her in the studio was. Amazing. So because, that was my favorite job. So it, because it wasn't just something that you created on the spot, but it's something that you already you had an emotional attachment a to. Big, before you big. Ever. I've had that with I had that with Batgirl too because I collected Batgirl stuff yeah. as a little kid. But the it was a huge like dream come true. Everybody wants to be the star of a Disney movie, you know, and yeah. to, and on top of that, the music was great. The yeah. story was great. It was the reverse, you know, in the first one, she wants to be a human and the second, they need to keep her from the sea because the sea witch's sister wants to kill her. So she's kept from the sea and she wants to be a mermaid, which she becomes. So it's the reverse of the first and it's a beautiful story. If you've a mind to, you can catch more Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot where fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Before we get to our final clip of this episode, we've got a little more business to take care of. 
This episode of Suckatash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. And here now are a pair of short ditties, courtesy of TrumpPoetry.com. This first one comes from February 18th, just right, right back around the corner, number 702. To think of our agents repels me, to hang with dictators propels me. It just makes more sense that intelligence is whatever Vladimir tells me. And the second poem comes from February 19th, the next day, number 701. Seen through Donald's political prism, our country is plagued by a schism. He's leading the fight to champion the right to the left of him's all socialism. All right, so you can get those and many, many more at trumppoetry.com. Our final entry in this week's Soundcast Sweepstakes is from over in England and sports the delightful title of Rough Giraffe. It also features a mother and daughter team, Mum and Stacy. That's that's all I know them as, Mum and Stacy, touting their show as a kind of trivia-driven menace. These two try to trip each other up with questions about all kinds of crazy stuff. I picked this clip from their most recent episode because the questions are all about the TV game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I actually know the creator of that show, Michael Davies, who used to work for me on a little-known Merv Griffin-produced game show called Ruckus. That's neither here nor there, really. Anyway, here's here's a taste of Rough Giraffe. Mum, do you know which is the most exported game show? So it's everywhere. Not necessarily hosted by the person that we would see it as, but sold to the most countries. Is it, uh... Who wants to be a millionaire? I do. Yeah, it is. Hey, well done. I'm brilliant, I am. So 107 different countries or territories around the world have their own version of who wants to be a millionaire. Do you think that you could answer the million pound question on who wants to be a millionaire? Well, that depends if I know the answer. Do you want me to test you on a few of the million pound questions and see if you could get them? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. First question. The Earth is approximately how many miles away from the sun? You get four choices. Can you give me the choices? Yeah, it's 9.3 million miles, 39 million miles, 93 million miles, or 193 million miles. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that it's not 193 miles. Million miles. Oh, is that what you said? They're all in millions. It's definitely not 193 <laughs> mi- miles. <laughs> I thought it was getting a bit warm. <laughs> 93 million sounds quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'll go for 9.3. That's your final answer. Oh, I don't know. I might need to find a friend. Uh, <laughs> you can't uh, call me. Uh, you're not my friend. 
Uh, I'm going to say final answer. I'm going to say 93 million miles. Final answer. No, I don't. Yeah, go on. Final answer. You just won a million pounds. No, did I? Yeah, it's 93 million miles away. Yay! I'm brilliant. I'm g- Give me another one. <laughs> Which insect shorted out an early supercomputer and inspired the term computer bug? Oh, God. Four choices. Moth. Oh, it's not even got to have a proper name. It just got to... Just vague. Moth. Just a vague moth. Yeah, it's not like Jack Jones the moth or anything like that. It's just moth. Then there's cockroach. Cucaracha, la cucaracha. Yeah, go on. Fly. Yeah. Or Japanese beetle. Which one of those got into a computer and inspired the term computer bug? Do you know what year it was? It was in 1947. So it's not going to be a cockroach. But did they not exist in 1947? No, they were on holiday. (laughs) Okay. Did you say a fly? said moth, roach, fly, Japanese beetle. I'm very torn between a Japanese beetle and a moth. Okay. Doo-doo. 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 I'm doing atmospheric music. <laughs> a, a Japanese beetle. Final answer? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You just lost all your money. Oh, was it a moth? It was a moth. Oh. <laughs> all right, do one more. One more. Last question to get back your million pounds. Yeah. Which of the following men does not have a chemical element named for him? A, Albert Einstein. B, Niels Bohr. C, Isaac Newton. Or D, Enrico Fermi. Which does not have a chemical element named for him? I would think Isaac Newton. No, I would think Einsteinium. Mm. Newtonia. No. Uh, Newton. What was the other ones? Fermi. Enrico Fermi. Yeah. And Niels Bohr. Right. Well, I think Niels Bohr does einsteinium for definite mm-hmm. fermium is for enrico fermi yeah i'm going with isaac newton because that was my first thing that i said final answer all right that's me final answer and i think i've got it you have just oh. <laughs> won a million pounds i'd be good on that game wouldn't i the answer is Isaac Newton. And you're right, it's Einsteinium, Borium and Fermium. See how brilliant I am. You're too good. I know. Want to tangle with the rough giraffe? Catch whole episodes at Mum and Stacy's Podbean site, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and a host of other Soundcast hosts. Well, that's all she wrote when it comes to Epi 188 of Succotash, the comedy Soundcast Soundcast. Please remember to rate and review this show on iTunes. Five stars never hoit. And if you've something you want to get off your chest, you can always call our toll-full Skype line at 1-818-921-7212. That's 1-818-921-7212. And leave us a message that we can play on the show. All right, our regular host, Tyson Sainer, may be back as soon as our next installment. 
who can say. And I may be contributing a new feature we've talked about, but I will save that as a surprise. Until we meet again, I've been your substitute host, Mark Hershon, and I will gently remind you to please, oh please, pass the succotash. Goodbye. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your substitute host, executive producer, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Yes, find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and on... (laughs) The Laughable App. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at SuckatashShow. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212 you can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash you slash succotash Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our regular host is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. That's me. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.